We are here. We have arrived. We are on episode three. What are we doing with our lives, man? We are here. Who would have thought we'd be here? It is Thanksgiving week of 2020. It seems like yesterday was January 1st, 2020, and we was all making our New Year's resolutions. We were all getting gym memberships. We were all you know, going grocery shopping so we could eat kale for the rest of our lives, you know. Enough with the oatmeal cream pies, Danny. We going, we going with kale chips. And now look at us. We've survived the apocalypse, baby. And we're in November of 2020. Who would have thought? You know, we're on episode three. You know, you think about all the great podcasters that there's ever been. Did they make it to episode three? Yeah which means we're on our way. This is maybe this is maybe the week of my second favorite holiday ever. And this is a big week. This is the week that, you know, back when we was 5, 6, you know, maybe 8 years old, we would go to school and we would we would put cardboard boxes over our bodies to represent what happened this week. We would all act like little little pilgrims running around. We would take our fists and we would put it on a piece of paper and we would make a turkey and Man, we were just living. Nothing was wrong back then. We ain't had bills. Now look at us. We paying bills. You get a paycheck, it's gone. Man, can we go back to the turkey days, you know? Every time I see a piece of cardboard in the stores, I'm immediately reminded of what what used to be. You know, if I put a cardboard piece, a box over my body now and go out in public, people think I'm, uh, you know, people think I'm dependent on the government. And, uh, and I'm just glad to be here. And uh, I'm happy to be here. It's a big week. This is the week, you know, a lot of us are believers out there, but, you know, we're going to have some issues this week. We're going about to we about to be gluttonous, baby. If you and my family, you know, your middle name is gluttony because we out here just over, overindulging in, uh, in these sweet potatoes, baby. And we, I think my brother's making, you know, Cajun pasta this week. You know, you think about Thanksgiving meals, you don't usually think about Cajun pasta, but, you know, that pasta hit different. And I'm about to be eating – you know, just ridiculous amounts of food. And that's why I buy elastic pants. That's why I buy pants with the elastic belt in them because, you know, I never know what my body's going to do. Half the time, I, you know, my body thinks I'm I'm betraying it because I can't make up my mind. Yeah, one day I want, you know, one day I want Miss Vicky's spicy jalapeno chips. And the next day I want, you know, a small $8 smoothie from Smoothie King. So I don't know. My body just... I put it through a lot, man. My stomach, you know, my stomach's always like my knowledge. It's growing, baby. And uh, it's also shrinking. So we're just happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be breathing. You know, hopefully you're breathing too. Um, and, you know, all that is is just, you know, the inhalation of oxygen with the exhalation of, you know, carbon dioxide. So I'm happy to be here. This is... This week, um, I was hanging out with my mom, and if you know my mom, if you know my parents, man, what a couple. My parents are just beautiful people, and if you've ever met them, if you've ever had the privilege of meeting them is what I'll say. You've been, you've experienced joy. Um, a little bit of an odd couple. Um, you know, I could say that because I'm their, I'm their favorite son. So you got, um, you got my dad, who is... You know, he's 5'9", around that area. 5'9", soaking wet. I've never known what that meant, the soaking wet part. Uh, they're, 100, they're 172 pounds soaking wet. What is that even? Okay, all right. 
why do you have to, you know, I don't understand that. But my dad's probably 5'9", soaking wet. And uh, my mom, on the other hand, she is, golly, my mom's probably, what, 7'2", 7'3", on a, you know, soaking wet day. No, my mom, nah, she's probably, realistically, my mom's probably 6'1", 6'2". So you got my dad, 5'9", soaking wet. And my mom, 6'2", soaking wet. Man, they are, you know. When, when he, you know, my, my dad really looks up to my mom and, um, and a lot of times when they, when they hug, he's just staring eye to eye to her belly button. So odd couple, man, but they love each other. They love the Lord. So they're destined to, for each other. And, you know, they've been spending their whole life. I think they've been married 20 something years, man. So they're just living. I remember one time they went dancing and my mom wore high heels, you know, and that's just not right. If you if you beating your husband by five or six inches, you got to wear flats, and I think that's in the U.S. Constitution, or at least it should be, because he's out here, you know, hugging your kneecaps, and you you know, you just looking down on him, and that's just not right in my opinion. But I was I was thinking about my mom, and my mom's a beautiful person, man. Ain't nobody like my mom. She's incredible, but she's also got a right hand on her, man. My mom's got a hook on her. She can. If, you know, if you've ever been hit by my mom, you know, you've experienced the glory of ibuprofen because she could, you know, she could hit. My mama can hit hard. And it got me thinking about this story, man, of, um, you know, one time we were, if you knew, if you knew our family, we like to have, you know, game nights here and there. Or, you know, we just like to have fun together. And one time we was having a game night and we were just hanging out in the living room and, um, we all decided that we were sleeping in the living room that night. So I remember, you know, my brother, one of my brothers, two of my brothers were on one of the couches, and then I was sharing the other couch with my mom. And uh, I remember that, you know, it got kind of hot in the living room. So what I would do is I would go get my box fan. And if you've ever, you know what a box fan is, you know, that's the that's the great value version of a of a standing isolating uh, ice uh, the turning fans, um, rotating fans. That's like the that's like the great value version. That's like the government cheese of rotating fans. And we had the box fan, and I set it up on the on the table. We had the little end table, and then I, I set it up facing the facing me on that end of the couch. And we played our games, and it was you know it was just time to go to sleep. And and I remember you know everybody was going to sleep. My eyes started getting heavy, man. I fell asleep, and and I was probably asleep for a couple hours. You know, long enough to really get that deep sleep. Long enough to really you know, see a toilet in the middle of the forest in your dreams. And I'll side note, if you ever see a toilet in the middle of the forest in your dreams, or maybe you're talking to, old, you know, maybe, you know, dreams get random. Maybe you're talking to Teddy Roosevelt, talking about some, some crazy stuff, talking about, you know, taxes. And then all of a sudden a toilet appears right in front, right between you and Teddy Roosevelt. Don't use the toilet. You know, have your manners and keep your britches up. Because if you start peeing in that toilet, guarantee 100% of the time you're peeing in your bed. And after that, you either have two two choices. You can flip your mattress over or you can go sleep in the other bedroom. So, um, you know, I was sleeping. We were sleeping good. And it was probably a couple hours of sleep, really getting that deep, you know, that deep sleep, the DS. And I was I was sleeping, and the box fan dude real loud. You know, you would have thought Garth Brooks walked in your house, started singing Thunder Rolls, because that box fan fell and hit the ground hard. You know, I I would you would have thought Garth Brooks busted in there, three thirty in the morning, not a soul in sight. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> you know who I sound like is uh, um, my boy Mr. Loicano from from high school. You remember Mr. Loicano from high school? Shout out Mr. Loicano if you're watching this. I love you, man. Greatest principal of all time. He said three thirty in the morning. Mean, that was my guy. But uh, it sounded like Garth Brooks just busted in, busted in the the house singing Thunder Rose because it was loud, dude. That that fan fell over and it shook the ground. It shook the trailer. You know, I lived in a trailer, so I mean, you know, all the snakes and possums up under that that bed skirting in that trailer where they was running, baby, because it that that box fan hit hard. And I remember I woke up, I sat up, me and my mom sat up at the same time. And you know, when you're on the opposite end of the couch and you sit up, now you nose to nose. So that box fan fell over, and you know, we you know we both sat up like this because we were sleeping good. And I remember my mom looked at me and. If you've ever seen my mom asleep, which I don't know why you would have, if you have, you know, give me a name and phone number because I'm about to report you. But if you've ever seen my mom asleep, when she wakes up, dude, she thinks she's on a different planet. You know, it takes me, you might be one of these people where it takes my mom at least, you know, coffee excluded from this equation, it takes her at least two and a half hours to wake up. I mean, if she got to be at work at six, she waking up at 12 because, you know, in the morning because she knows she needs at least six hours to process information. So she woke up, she sat up and, you know, She's one of these people. I said, Mom, I said, Mom, don't worry about it. I know it was kind of loud. You know, the thunder rolls. I said, I know it's kind of loud, but, you know, Garth Brooks ain't here, baby. And it's just the box fan fell over. I told her that. I said, Mom, don't worry. The box fan fell over. It's all good. Ain't nobody breaking into the house. And she looked at me and she goes, <laughs> You know, like when you're real tired and you're just talking. You know, it sounds like you just got anointed, you know, and that's how tired you are. You just, I don't sing my tonsils. You say, what, Mom? What What'd you say, Mom? She said, I sing my tonsils. And she's cross-sided because that's how good she was sleeping. Some my tonsils. And I said, well, you know, I hope, you know, I don't know what that means, but everything's, you know, hope everything's all right. But that, you know, the box fan fell over and. You know, so she was sitting up, and I said, you know, it's, it's all good. The box fan fell over. And she's, you know, she's still talking on her way back down because she decided to lay back down. Everything was cool. So she's just, and I'm like, oh, Mom, you're so crazy, Mom. You you know, it scared you. I know you're so crazy. And then right when she was laying down, I thought everything was good. I thought we were all going to go back to sleep. You know, I thought everything was fine. And for some reason, she must have dreamt that she was, you know, the Iceman Chuck Liddell, because right when she laid down, she was still in her sleep. She sat up, looked me in the eye, and boom, smacked me right in the face. And it, oh my, I was so confused. I was lost. Like, I started rethinking my life. I said, did I push the box fan? Did I push it over? Did I, you know, did I, I almost smacked myself. Because, I, I, you know, how could you? You know, evidently I deserve a smacking. And my mom, she was she was on her way down. Everything's fine. I'm not seeing my pom-poms. And she just woke up and just, bye right across my face. And I was sitting there, and I was about, man, I don't know. I was about maybe nine, ten years old. Um, and I looked at her, and I said, you know, when you start, when you get ready to cry real intensely, maybe if you've ever been kicked in the shin, or maybe if you've ever been trying to do a, a trick on a scooter, and the scooter kind of, comes back and hits you right in the shin. If you've ever experienced a real deep cry, you know there's about 10 seconds of mute that happens. There's about 10 seconds of just silence because you're really getting ready to let out everything you got. So she, you know, my mama, and if, if you bring it up to this day, she does not remember. That's how good she was sleeping. 
I bet you she was, you know, in her dream, you know, evidently somebody told her that, you know, you know, something was marked off in the store and then she got up to the front and then they didn't honor their deal or something like that. She was real mad. So she's just, she went back and she, boom, and she smacked me and I looked at her and I really got ready to cry. And when you know if you're getting ready to cry, you take in the deepest breath you could ever take in your life because you're about to have about 45 seconds of just cry pushing going on. Just right out your diaphragm, just cry pushing. So she smacked me right in the face and I said, <gasps> and then right after the mute, right after that 10 or that whatever, you know, that 10, 15 seconds of mute really comes the screen door. So you got 10 or 15 seconds of mute and then you got about another 10 seconds of screen door. So I said, I started crying and I bet you I cried for man it was probably three in the morning I probably cried till three three twenty seven at least I cried for a long time bro and if you know me when I cry I'm a very sensitive person you know you could tell me my, my shoes don't match my outfit and I'll go into the restroom and I'll put tears on my new on my new American Eagle jeans because I'll cry I'm not afraid to cry I could be in my car listening to instrumental worship that I ain't never even heard before, and I just, and I'll just start crying, thinking about the goodness of God. But she smacked me, boy, and I started, ooh, I went off. You would have thought somebody was behind you duck calling, baby, because I was just, I was just letting it rip, boy. I was, you know, I've never spilt that much salt water from my eyes before. And I remember we, you know, I went back to sleep finally. Uh, it took me a long time to go back to sleep, but I finally went back to sleep, and uh, we woke up for breakfast the next morning. I woke up to, you know, the smell of maple bacon, and you know, if you're at home, you know, there is nothing greater, especially on a Saturday or, uh, you know, the weekend, maybe Sunday before church, you know, and I, my real obese children like myself can testify to this. There is nothing better ever than waking up to the sound of maple bacon. Even better than that, waking up to the smell, oh my gosh, of maple bacon. There's nothing better. When you're sleeping there and you're dreaming about, you know, you know, this was probably 2010 maybe. No, I, no, it couldn't have been. This was probably 20, 2006, 2008. So I was probably dreaming about, you know, going fishing and not catching nothing. And when, you, when you're out there on the river in your dreams and you're fishing with that old hook bait, or, you know, side note, why is there so many weird names for baits? If you've ever been fishing with a real redneck, I'm talking, you know, a redneck that wakes up in the morning and brushes his tooth. You know, a real redneck. If When they say to hand you their tackle box and give them some bait, they will give you the weirdest names for bait. So, hi, core. And they always got a dip in their mouth. Hey, Cor, give me that spinner jag line. And what? Get and you looking for something that's spinny with a jag on it. And you don't even know what a jag is. And you just looking in there. You know, in a redneck, if he don't get his bait in time, he'll, you know, he'll he'll insult you. He'll insert you, you know, and he'll make fun of you. You know, I was probably out there wearing skinny jeans. He'll make fun of my, you know, did you get your jeans out of your wife's closet? 
you know, those dude, do you have, you know, does your does your midriff have room to breathe? You know, rednecks always making fun of the tight jeans. You know, if you're out there with a redneck and he's trying to catch a bass out from behind that creek bottom, you know, he might say, you know, hey, Core, Core, give me that. Give me that lefty, loosey, righty, tighty, spinny wheel crankbait. And now you're looking for something that's loose on the left and tight on the right with a crank on the end of it. You don't know what you're doing. You know, you might be out there in a, in, you know, in a real strong redneck with that real deep accent. It sounds like he's, you know, choking on a butterscotch. Hey, Core. Sound like he's choking on a little uh, peppermint, maybe in chocolate peppermint from Olive Garden. He's saying, "Hey, Gore, hand me my, hand me my, my, my Cinderella poke fella, uh, Popeye, Popeye ribeye, uh, spinner, spinner reel." And you're like, "What? What does that even mean?" I don't even remember where I was going. Um, but I, oh, I'm, I, there's nothing better than waking up to the smell of maple bacon. And I'm not even talking regular bacon. I'm not talking about peppered bacon. I'm not talking about hardwood bacon. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm just not talking about any type of bacon. I'm saying maple bacon. If you've ever smelt the back of a clipboard in third grade classroom, you know, when you was in third grade, it always smelt like maple bacon. And I would wear maple bacon cologne if they had it. Because I swear, if I put on maple bacon, you know, if I, if I'm in there in the morning cooking maple bacon, Stormy gonna walk in, into the into the kitchen in the best mood of her life. You know, so I would definitely wear maple bacon cologne. You know what I'm saying? But the next morning, after I finally went back to sleep, I woke up to the smell of maple bacon. I woke up, my family, they were all eating at the table. Everybody was happy, but I had to remember what happened to me the night before last night. Even in the morning, I remember what happened to me, you know, this past earlier morning. So everybody's eating and they're happy. And I'm just sitting there looking at my mama like this. I'm looking her dead in the eye because, you know, in my mind, we about to step in the front yard and throw hands. You know, you might have you may have nurtured me for, you know, the past eight, nine years of my life. But you're going to chuck Liddell me at three in the morning. You know, I didn't even hear the bell ring. And you're going to, you know, you're going to Tito Ortiz me in the lip. So I'm looking at mom, and everybody's laughing. The family's having a good time eating that maple bacon and eggs over medium. And I'm looking at my mama like this because there was revenge on the horizon. And I'm looking at a real me, and I got my eyes crinkled and my forehead wrinkled, baby. And I'm looking at her like this. And I got a big old red mark of a size, you know, I don't even know glove sizes, but a size 2XL glove on my face. Big old red mark. My mom looks at me and she has the nerve to say, Corey, Corey, I'm like, oh, sure you ha- why aren't you happy? I cooked you maple bacon. What, what's wrong? Why do you have, oh my gosh, you must have slept with your hand on your face? Why is there a big red mark on with your hand on your face? <laughs> and I looked at my mom and I said, don't act like you don't know what even happened last night. Ain't nobody men in black you in the forehead. You know exactly what you did to me last night. And I proceeded to tell my mom in front of my whole family about how, you know, she overstepped her boundaries and, you know, UFC'd me right in the tooth. She UFC'd me right in my third molar, right, you know, right in the side of the lip. And, uh, you know, to this day, if I bring that story up, you know, she does not have any recollection, a recollection of memory. She doesn't have a single one of waking up and smacking me. She'll cry. 
because she feels horrible as a mother that she would ever put her child through any kind of pain. And she'll cry, and it feels horrible. And uh, But it was good memories to look back on. Experience, experiencing it maybe didn't feel the best, but, you know, I'm just happy that if you ever get in a fight with my mom, you know, my mom can defend herself. She probably going to hit you once and, you know, and that next hit will be you hitting, you know, tapping out on the floor, you know. And I thought about messaging Dana White. If you know who Dana White is, he's the UFC president, CEO, founder, whatever he is. And I thought about messaging her because my mom would be a killer. You know, I'm not even going to say killer because a killer get caught. A killer with an A instead of an ER, you ain't going to catch a killer. My mom, boy, she will. She could run in the UFC. My mom could have a run in the UFC for the heavyweight championship belt. Because she, and here's how it would happen. You would have to have her, you'd have to put her to sleep before a fight. Because she fights best when she's asleep. I don't know if she could fight asleep, but I tell you what, she got one heck of a haymaker when she is three hours deep in a good deep room sleep. So you put, you give her a little bit of anesthesia before you put her in the octagon, baby, watch out. Because that fight's in a first round total knockout, dog. You, put, you, you give her a little shot of anesthesia right to the neck. Right to that esophagi, right to that food tube, right to the esophagus. You give my mom some anesthesia right to the esophagus, baby. She gets in that ring and she's going to be laying on the on the ground like this. And then what I want you to do next when she's laying on the ground like this is put a box fan on the top of the octagon. And, and right before the fight starts, right before they ring the bell, you push that you push that box fan off the top of the octagon and let that box fan hit the octagon floor. My mom's going to wake up and look her opponent right in the eye and say, I don't see my potential somehow. And her opponent, her opponent's going to say, what? Are you even, are you even qualified? To, you know, are you okay? Like, are you, can you go in this fight? You look very sleepy. And my mom's going to say, I'm going to see my tummy somehow. And then right when that, right when that bell rings, that UFC fighter's going to go check on her. And my mom's going to lean back and she's going to go to sleep and she's going to pop right back up and she's going to, she's going to make Dathan, she's going to make Dathan, that dude right in the lip. And he's going to be like, why is there a box fan on the floor? And I'm going to be like, run, because, you know, you about to you about to get smacked in the lip, go to sleep, and wake up to the smell of making maple daddy. Maple bacon daddy, and you're going to have a, a hurting lip, with a, and you're going to be looking for your championship belt. And I'll tell you exactly where you're going to find it, around my mama's waist. Because she knocked you out, baby. My mom would go undefeated in the UFC as long as she had two things, anesthesia and a box fan, baby. She had that anesthesia box fan. You know, you couldn't beat my mom, dude. You would Nobody would ever hold the championship belt again. They would, they would introduce my mom right in the blue corner, standing at a seven foot three inches tall, weighing at a, you never say a woman's weight is disrespectful, weighing at an unknown poundage with a professional record of 827 wins with zero losses. 73-year-old Michelle Spencer. And they would come in and they would jab her with that anesthesia. She would go to sleep. Everybody would be cheering. She'd wake up. I'm going to see my She would just kill her opponents, bro, with that one hand. They would say, Michelle, one hand, Spencer. Or Michelle, anesthesia box fan, Spencer. That ABF, that anesthesia box fan. And that's my mom. But yeah, dude, this is a this is an important week. This is Thanksgiving and you know, I'm here's my rule. If there is any type of entity or any type of 
program telling you to not celebrate Thanksgiving, here's what I say. Here's my stance on it. You know, Thanksgiving's for the family. Be with your family. Okay? You ain't going to dwindle the family value in this, t- in this great state of Texas. I'm going to be with my mom. I'm going to be with my daddy. And I'm going to be with 38 closest members of my family, baby. We all going to be grubbing on stuffing and getting a little fluffing down in our gullet, down in our belly, baby. And you ain't going to stop it. Pull up and see what happens. You know, if the CDC pull up in my family's driveway, I guarantee you that we're all making our ma- my mama take a nap. And that CDC person is going to come to the door. And then, oh, I'm going to be holding up a box fan, baby. And he going to take all running. Because CDC means Corey don't. CDC stands for Corey don't care, baby. And I'll put a box fan at the door. Because you may be CDC Center of Disease Control, but baby, this is CDC. Corey, don't care. Baby, step up. I'm going to get my mama to right hand you in the cheek. So, but it's an important week, man. Celebrate Thanksgiving. Play a little bit of cornhole in your backyard and run the table, baby. Run the table on the cornhole. And if you, if you, uh, you know, if you have somebody that you ain't getting along with, there's a little bit of unforgiveness in your heart, go and forgive that person. You know, I'll tell you right now, forgive that person. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Jesus is too good. Life is too good. And if you got breath in your lungs, it's better than the alternative. And there's a reason for you. There's a purpose for you on this planet. If you're watching this, I want to end it by saying Jesus loves you. I love you. If you're lonely, you ain't got to feel that way. Hit my line, and I'll come and take you to TGI Fridays. And that's a fact. We all need somebody in this life. Join me for church on uh, Sundays at 9 and 11 if you ain't got a church to go to, and uh, I'll save a seat for you. Anyways, I love you. I love you guys so much. Y'all are the best in the world. Thank you for joining me for episode three of my podcast. And until next time, baby, stay away from box fans. Peace out, Girl Scout. Catch you later.